home is an incredibly evocative word. It's uh, it's a deeply private space, maybe a, a refuge, a, a sanctuary in, in the world, a place, well, a place that we perhaps like to call our own, regardless of who kind of owns that space. And our homes are a deeply personal, a deeply personal spot. Housing, on the other hand, is a different, a different word and a, a different issue. We have a collective responsibility in this culture, perhaps somewhat breached, to, to offer housing to as many people as is possible. And what happens too when, when public and private meet in that space, when public housing is your home? That's an interesting and, and complex junction. Guled Ilias is an architecturally trained multidisciplinary artist, a very interested in in the connections that people make with with built environment and and their idea of home. His latest exhibition uh, is called Personal but Not Private. It's on as part of Melbourne's upcoming Design Week, and it looks at well these these questions uh, in in the context of Melbourne's public housing estates. Gullet, welcome. Thank you, Jonathan. Public housing is where you grew up. Yes, specifically Atherton Gardens. Which is a high-rise in the inner city suburb of Fitzroy in Melbourne. Correct, correct. Fond memories of, like, a lot of joy. It's it's always going to be home, simply, whether we move around Melbourne. So, like, a lot of the images that I've picked out for this exhibition are, like, memories that are fond to me, or my community, and at the same time, you know, look at, the issue of that space or the beauty of that space but that's private to me and you know the viewer won't know what that private thing is but they can appreciate the architecture of that space so that's where through experimentation I try to make it visually pleasing and you know we've done studies like those models that will be looking at moments of the building where it's three-dimensional so it starts provoking interest from different points, and the the idea of home in a space in a space like that is is a complex one because it's full of communities, often from other places, making a new home even when there is an old home elsewhere. Exactly, it's interesting. No, that's that's correct because I guess even even now Ethiopia is still home for me, and you know Atherton Garden still home for me. At the same time, home has just been something I've always noticed because you don't really fully fit in and at the same time you do and there's a beauty in it at the same time like a lot of things happen it's, it's like an intersection you know where different cultures you know different people come and it'll always you know um, it'll have its problems you know because as humans we do have that massive intersection of different cultures and different people boundaries that atherton gardens estate it was built in the in the 60s as part of a big program of of public housing in Melbourne, and, and this, of course, is happening in other cities around the country as well at about the same time. But I suspect that as, as someone with an architectural interest as you as you do have, it's, it's sort of modernist concrete form is... Well, rigid, I mean, des- describe it to me and describe your, your response to that, those structures. It's a statement, like, even if you look at it from an aerial or even if you just look up, if you're in the city, like, you see it, like, it's it's really hard to miss and its presence is quite firm. But the the interesting thing that I always found is the, the perception that we put 
upon it. What sort of perceptions? Um, you know, if you live in housing, the way you see public housing or just the architecture is different. So I saw it as a home. It's the four walls that contained, you know, my home. And if you're outside of public housing boundary or not living there, not having the experiences, you know, the, the perception or the, your views are different. Um, you don't see it as home, you, you see it as public housing and it just stops there. There's an othering in that, yeah. I guess, for much of the community. Yeah, so like, and that's where the title really talks to that, the existence between public and private and how um, those boundaries are there and it's important acknowledge them Mm. and you know see that as much as you know these buildings are public housing it's important to remember that there are people's homes and you know people's dining rooms are there you know people's families are there and I guess for me from architecturally it's it was investigating that and also bringing that awareness the people that didn't know what it's like to be in public housing and the stigmas that they might have at how times. do you how do you attempt to explore that in in the show what, what's your what's your methodology well it was first you know respecting the the private spaces of the residents we just really really looked at the facade and for me it's documenting it and composing it in a way where it really highlights its beauty you seem very interested in, in the symmetries and the rhythms of that building and they reflect the the characters and the stories of that space and with NHE. That's the architectural practices the the collaboration is with. Yeah, looked at, you know, also identifying moments using 3D models, which is a architectural form. And and I guess for me, it's recognising as an architect, we have a responsibility to talk about these things. And part of the reason why the collaboration existed was I already have this body of work and, you know, I realised it's a good time to bring it into the practice and to start the conversation and and hopefully share that with the with the larger practice. Well, it's space. interesting. You, you look at that issue of the responsibility of the architect. Is I, I mean, there is that building. There is that repeated sequence of of, of windows of planes on its on its on its facade. Yeah. And yet, within each of those windows is a home. It's a home. It's a story. And that's why, like um, again, n- you know, not crossing the boundary of you know these homes. We just looked at it from an exterior to hmm. to respect and to, to tell their stories from just trying to compose those windows and facades and celebrate almost, you know, the, the architecture and to help start a conversation and acknowledge that there's still uh, issues and still things that still need to be done around these buildings. I want to come to that just before we do. That It says something about what home is and home... A home is the things that happen within the space rather than the space itself, I think. Is that a is that maybe a fair thing to say? Yeah, um, and I think we tend to forget because, you know... <laughs> The facade holds, you know, what happens inside, Mm. you know, like everyone. So um, strictly in the case of these buildings. Yeah, exactly. So it's easy to, I guess, forget that when you live in a, you know, in a townhouse or in a house, a traditional house where it's really obvious, you know, either double story, single story, you have a door. The same thing applies for these towers where within it there might be 200, you know, apartments. But these apartments are homes for people that are not able to have those 
other luxuries of having a house with a backyard and the backyard looks different where it's it's a lot larger but it comes with it being public not private so that's where the the public and private starts to, to be a bit more apparent and it's where you know boundaries need to be respected and acknowledged so we can share those spaces yes i mean there's there's an implied uh diminution of the individual ownership and that expression, public housing. It's somehow it's yours, but it's ours. Yeah. (laughs) And there isn't a boundary to really help the residents understand what they can own and what they can't and what they have a say in and what they don't at times. And, you know, growing up, I I saw these things. And to give you sort of context, a good example I like to use is the tile, like in the bathroom where, Mm. like, you get a contractor to coming through DHHS, I think they were at that time, and it would be fixed by the contractor. But a couple months later, that tile wasn't done properly, so tile falls again. And and that is something that throughout my high school year, that it, while doing this project, I reflected that was happening on, on a cycle and better understanding, you know, how processes work throughout um, going through my architectural career it's something I know that can be avoided by you know better management you know Um, and being aware of you know who you hire and just keeping on top of what's happening so I think it's hard for me to not say something about it when it's something that I experienced in you know in my own home how my community also experienced and it's yeah it's almost an architect's you know, responsibility. If we don't share these stories, if it's not documented, you know, shared within the practice, it's it's going to happen again. It's, it's an architect's responsibility too to to begin the work of reimagining these spaces. Exactly, and I think better design comes out of honesty and not shying away from sometimes the the harsh or the hard truth of. What, what's what's existing? NH Architecture, your partners in, in, in this project, I mean, as, as a firm seems to have a focus on a strong community relationship, on, on working with the people who will inhabit spaces, yeah. which is the thing often lost in architecture, that the, the building is a gift. Yeah, um, <laughs> except for what it is, definitely. So, again, doing this exhibition is a, a way of, you know, for us to also get the conversation going, doing investigations um, before even doing any projects and think like another interesting thing that we do naturally as architects is before projects start, you do existing conditions, which is taking photos of the existing sites and or building. And, you know, this project is almost doing that where we are Mm. looking at the existing condition of these buildings but you know telling the stories and respecting the the architecture and and looking at the different issues that exist already and you know having that in your pocket is a great start so if, if anything does need to happen you go back to this and you can go this is what the condition is we these are the right choices we can make looking ahead with what we need to do. Do you see? Do you see beauty in these in these rather stark buildings? Yeah, I think the beauty comes out of the stories that I know that exist behind this, and that with anything really, it's the stories that uplift the the beauty of whether it's an architectural building or 
whether it's you know an artwork or even a, a story itself when it's told it, you know it has the the knowledge being passed on and it, itself the story is what really has the value in it I wonder too how does architecture grapple with that 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 idea that we began with our idea of home when we we're, we're creating a building but that's not all we're creating yeah definitely well looking at just housing I think the most important thing to deliver is a home but at the same time as architects we still do want to deliver something that impacts the public realm at a you know at, in a positive light and more than just like a home yeah so that 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 work of reimagining it it's a complex task and it's it's both for the architect and for the community it's a it has to be a collaborative endeavor definitely and that's why it's important to have those conversations with the community before really doing anything or just designing anything and i guess going back to the exhibition this allows you know for the public and the community to to look at the current conditions of the housing estates and appreciate it for what it is and it helps the the community to start being part of the conversation where naturally they are either excluded or not really brought into these conversations and art is one of those things where it really it naturally brings people together it so, sort of softens topics hence the composing of you know the imagery and the installation even if you don't want to read the content or look at the content you can still appreciate the imagery but you're still engaging with the topic without you know being fully there and some, because some people find it difficult to engage with it's a good entry point is to work your way into the deeper complexity yeah so cuz you know at the start of this interest of mine and you know, going back to mid high school I tried, you know, the more the you know activist form, where through the years I've been experimenting and seeing what is almost like the palatable way of presenting issues almost to the public, where it doesn't scare the right people that you want, you know, to be hearing this off, and as well as you know respecting the people that um, this is for, and it's almost as it's an it's an curation of. It's like an architecture of humans to some extent and understanding their complex, like complex characters and wanting to bring that together. You know, certain people are almost like a facade and some people are like windows and, you know, <laughs> so you yes. want to compose it in a way where it's a, it's a finished building or some sort of architecture where, you know, everyone feels like, they are being heard, you know, the window has a, something to sit on and the door, you know, has, so it's, yeah. So what would you have people who, who visit the exhibition, who, who see the work, the models and the images and, and take all of that in, their, their reaction, what are you hoping for? I just hope for people to, I guess, have an open mindset to public housing. I think that's the, the goal is to, to break that boundary of public and private like in our minds because the the stigma that exists with public housing in Melbourne or Australia is um, something quite unique places like Singapore or in Europe or Africa like public housing is not something it's it's majority of housing explain that to us because there's a very different approach in the say in the country of your birth Ethiopia yeah. that notion of what's a private and a public space well it, it's even more a bit more complicated there um where there's a lot of land so like housing isn't much of an issue but the problem is more 
around resourcing. Um, how it differs really is the social structure. Housing is something that's shared. If you have, you know, someone passing by through town that doesn't have a home, um, they don't need to rent. Someone will give them a room. And that's something that I grew up with my earlier years and understanding, you know, even going back to Ethiopia at times, the way housing is thought about is very communal and there isn't a sense of profit isn't really tied to it at times. It's about if someone doesn't have the means, you know, you house them for how long you have, you can help them get back on their feet. And so it's, it's the social structure is different. And, you know, um, in, in Singapore, I believe um, 80% or the high percentage of um, housing is um, public. So the way um, public housing is thought about or the stigma is um, are not the same. Um, so I think we... The more you think about it, the idea of, of housing as an as a instrument of profit is perhaps the distortion, yeah. not, not the other systems the that other. might exist. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Gulid, thank you and congratulations on, on the exhibition. Thank and, you. And may it do well. Thank you so much. Guled Ilias's exhibition is called Personal But Not Private and it's put on in collaboration with NH Architecture. Uh, if, if you're passing through Melbourne, uh, Melbourne Design Week is where you'll find it at, at RMIT Design Hub. Uh, we will pop links uh, to all the detail there on the blueprint page at the Radio National website and the show runs uh, 18 to 26 May. So be there for that. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.